0: Well, hello there, my silly gooses. Hi, I'm your host, G2, and welcome to the first edition of the Midweek Breakdown. Now, you might be asking yourself, Gerald, you already do two episodes a week, literally. Saturday, you do wrestling. Sunday, you do news topics. Why on God's green earth are you doing something on a Wednesday? Don't you already get enough of talking? Well, here's the deal. I'm trying something out. This is going to basically be a trial run. I'm going to do this until I get tired of it, and if I don't get tired of it, it's just gonna be added onto the format. If I do get tired of it, hey, it was just a trial run to see if I like it or not to try to see if I could just work on my muscle memory and reflexes and talking basically uh long-winded form and try to see how many topics I can get down jam-packed into a 30 to 20 minute uh format here. So the first thing I want to start off with is Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was yesterday, and I did not know Mardi Gras technically celebrated always heard this and that i always know that people in new orleans they go out there have the big uh, festival they wear like costumes and all this type of stuff and i get it mardi gras is a big thing but i never truly actually knew what mardi gras celebrated so doing research and looking it up um one website says that mardi gras is uh dates back to going thousands of years to the ancient roman festival celebrating the harvest season at the christianity arrived in rome Old traditions were incorporated into the new faith, and debauchery became a prelude to the Letent season. Uh, it always is on a Tuesday, meaning a Fat Tuesday, and that day is referencing to the word origin in France. and was what people used to describe the day before Ash Wednesday, when they would begin to binge on rich foods, such as meat, eggs, milk, and cheese, before the Lent began. So basically... Tuesday, that's your last day to eat all these big unhealthy style fattening foods while the next day, Linked or Ash Wednesday, you have to give up those type of fatty food and all that type of stuff. And also, the one thing I never understood about Mardi Gras was the cake that always had like a plastic like baby or some type of crap in the cake. They would call it king cake. And again, looking it up, what it meant, what that means is. A small porcelain baby symbolizes Jesus is hidden in the king cake and is a way for residents of New Orleans to celebrate their Christian faith. The baby symbolizes luck and prosperity to whoever finds it. So to anybody that found the hidden porcelain baby in their king cake, apparently you're going to have luck and prosperity. So I hope everybody had a great Mardi Gras uh, yesterday. And let's start off with the first news topic I actually do want to talk about is the Catholic bishop who died Saturday thanks to a shooting. Well, he basically got shot here. Auxiliary bishop David O'Connell was found dead Saturday in his home, uh, 20 miles east of downtown Los Angeles, in what is being investigated as a homicide, the sheriff's department said. As this is coming from CNN, deputy found O'Connell after responding to an emergency call shortly before 1 p.m. Saturday, deputy Lizette Falcon told CNN, Carlos Medina, who is 61, was arrested Monday morning at his home in Torrance, California, after hours-long standoff with deputies, Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna said at a news conference. Medina is the husband of the bishop's housekeeper and had done some work around the bishop's home, Luna said. Deputies started looking into Medina after a tipster alleged he had been acting strange and made comments about the bishop owing him money. Luna said deputies also learned that surveillance video showed an SUV similar to the one Medina is known to drive, had recently pulled into the Bishop's driveway and departed after a short time, Luna said. Luna stressed deputies don't yet know the motive of O'Connell's killing and that Luna is not yet certain of any dispute. Asked about the charges Medina faced, Luna answered, we're still putting that together. They would say that investigators have spoken with Medina's wife and she is fully cooperating. So right now, as it seems, the only thing that they do have of motive certain much is that Carlos Medina was owing money from the bishop and they might try to tie that into him basically killing uh, O'Connell here. Here's my thing here. When I first heard about this news uh, topic situation right here, the first thing I thought it was, okay, did the bishop have something going on with the housekeeper? Because they mentioned that that's the housekeeper husband who allegedly killed the bishop. Or at least that's why they're holding uh, the man. Because they're saying that he killed the bishop. So my thought was whenever they mentioned that the husband of the housekeeper did this, I started to wonder okay, this doesn't take a rocket scientist. It's one plus one equals two. Come on now. It has to be some type of uh, affair or some kind of stuff happened. Because usually he's always had a. act of passion whenever a man kills another dude and especially whenever that man is either so close to his wife in certain situations especially since the woman's a housekeeper come on now that's what my head originally went to but then looking at this and reading that uh it's saying that O'Connell owed Medina some money I thought okay well (laughs) well there you go you have it right there A man wanted his money, and it probably could be mixed in with probably the bishop has something with his wife. Now, this is not what has been said out there about the bishop having relationships with the housekeeper. It's just my brain going at it. So this is just a theory. It's nothing stated in concrete, no facts, no evidence into it. But if there is evidence pointing towards that, I wouldn't be shocked by it. Let me just put that out there, too. Because, again, I don't think all priests and all bishops or just especially of the Catholic situation or into little boys. That's always the stereotype with uh, priests and Catholics and all that stuff where you have a man in power who's the father or the priest or the bishop and they're always into the altar boys or boys like that. I don't think every single one of them are. I'm not saying that some of them aren't because, come on, you'll be an idiot to ignore uh, the past history of the Catholic uh, religion to not know that some of them are into boys, but I don't believe all of them are. And this one right here, he probably was into women and he probably dealt with the housekeeper. Again, theory, nothing stated in facts here. So this is all alleged. It's just a theory to me. Okay. So I don't know what's going on. This is still early in the game. They still gotta find out more evidence. So when more evidence pop up, I will be on this broadcast to bring you said evidence and more news that goes along with this uh situation. Now off to Fox News, as it will report, second Memphis nightclub shooting suspect arrested, third man sought, could be injured, and remains at large. For the people that's not aware, they're talking about the Memphis nightclub that was shot up early Sunday uh, morning, so they will continue on right here. that a second suspect, the accused gunman, was arrested Monday afternoon after gunshots rang out in and around a Memphis nightclub, leaving 10 wounded and killing one. The first arrest came earlier Monday after the suspected getaway driver was taken into custody. Memphis police have not provided an update on the third person of interest initially sought. That unnamed person seen in a surveillance image wearing a black t-shirt with green writing might have been injured and be in need of medical attention, police tweeted Sunday. Ladarius Marion, 21, was arrested Monday on charges of second-degree murder five counts of attempted second-degree murder, and five counts of employment of a weapon during a dangerous felony. An arrest warrant for Marion was issued, Sunday police said. His arrest came after Julius Freeman, 21, was already taken into custody and charged with facilitation of second-degree murder, five counts of attempted facilitation of second-degree murder, and five counts of possession of a firearm to commit a dangerous felony. Now, in the article, they would say local news outlets reported that Freeman went to Ridgeway Station and told officers that he was the getaway driver. He allegedly admitted to investigators that he drove the male gunman to the scene, giving him a rifle from the trunk of his car. Reports claim Freeman also stated that he drove the shooter away from the scene. The gunfire in and around Live Lounge in Memphis early Sunday killed one male and five others are hospitalized in critical condition. The remaining five injured have since been released from the hospital. Now, when I heard this news thing come about, I thought to myself, this is Memphis, Tennessee. This is the exact same Memphis who, what, about a month ago? We just got done with the whole Tyree Nichols situation. Or matter of fact, that was earlier this month. Well, everybody got to see the video of Tyree Nichols get his, and I hate to say it like this, get his ass beat to the point that he basically died by police hands. And this is all coming from Memphis here. You mean to tell me that us, our blacks, couldn't sit our happy-go-lucky ass down and just not do this? We literally have black-on-black violence every single day. And with the biggest black-on-black violence that the nation has seen literally in front of our face from black guys who are dressed as cops in Memphis, Tennessee, brutalizing and allegedly, I can't even say allegedly, but I have to say allegedly because they're doing court right now, allegedly killing Tyree Nichols here. You mean to tell me that these three black guys could not have just sat down and just be home? You don't have to go to a nightclub and shoot up a freaking nightclub. Now, again, this is all allegedly because you have to go through the whole court system and everything else. So, I have to put that caution there. Allegedly, they shot up a nightclub here. Even though there's victims, one dead, ten injured, but you still have to say allegedly. This is the most dumbest thing ever, but I'm trying to stay within boundaries and perimeters. You mean to tell me, and I mean this, you mean to tell me that they couldn't have set their ass home. Do something else. Play cards. Drink alcohol, but drink responsibly. I mean... Or just be on social media, watch YouTube, be on Netflix, do something. You mean to tell me you guys had nothing else better to do than to go to a nightclub and decide to, what, shoot it up? It doesn't make sense. Now, the getaway driver, again, I'll never understand the getaway drivers who know what's going on. It's all different if you are the driver and you're just driving your boys to a place and then they get into something and that you had no idea what they're doing, then you got some bail. But if you mean to tell me that you knew exactly what they were planning on doing, it makes no sense why you would want to be a getaway driver for them or be a driver in general. Be like, nah, chief, I don't want nothing to do with this. I'm good. But people have that stupid mentality of, oh, that's my boy, that's my guy, I'm going to ride with them. No, 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 no. If they're going to send you down a path that you might go to jail, guess what? They're starting to become a thing now that people are starting to snitch like left and right. So if you're willing to do this crime with them, guess what? You better know, that your partners might be snitching on you, period, point blank, and I don't think people understand anymore, this is no longer the rules of where, Ayo, we go down together, there's no snitching, oh no, snitching is now in fashion, ladies and gentlemen, in high full force, so again, for anybody that's planning on doing any type of crime, just know, your partners are going to snitch on you, somebody's going to snitch because they want to get the better deals, because they want to go home, they're not trying to be inside of a uh, prison system, just want to throw it out there for one, and two, if you know that your boys are about to do something stupid, do not be around them. Go home. Go to your safe haven. Do not be around them. And if they might call you a punk or something. Hey, man, you could be a punk, but you'd be a free punk. That's all I got to say about that one. But for this situation right here, I don't understand it. why anybody would shoot up a nightclub. I don't ever understand that. You got people in there that just want to have fun, dance, and all that type of stuff. Get women, get men. Hey, it's all up to your personal preference here. But you get my drift. It doesn't make any sense that, oh, I'm going to shoot up a nightclub. It doesn't make sense. Hopefully, they catch the third guy and you get these three guys. And hopefully, one of them are going to turn on the other because it's going to happen. And you'll see who you really are left standing with and see who's left uh, holding the bag. Now, out of this, we have Joe Biden. He went over to Ukraine and he gave a rally to the Ukrainian people since it's almost been a whole entire year since Ukraine has been in war with Russia. And I'm just going to play you a small tidbit of what Biden has said to the Ukrainian people, but Russia's aim was to wipe Ukraine off the map. Putin's war of conquest is failing. Russia's military has lost half its territory it once occupied young, talented Russians are fleeing by the tens of thousands, not wanting to come back to Russia, not, from, not just fleeing from the military, fleeing from Russia itself. Because they see no future in their country. Now, continue on from Joe Biden talking to the Ukrainian people, as covered by CNN. Biden would say, "One year ago, the world was bracing for the fall of Kyiv. Well, I've just come from a visit to Kyiv, and I can report: Kyiv stands strong. Kyiv stands proud. It stands tall, and most important, it stands free." Biden said, as a crowd mainly waving American flags cheered underneath cold rain. Biden would continue by saying when Russia invaded, it was not just Ukraine being tested. The whole world faces a test for the ages. Europe was being tested. America was being tested. NATO was being tested. Biden appeared to speak almost directly to Putin in much of the remarks saying autocrats only understand one word. No, 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 no. You will not take my country. No, you will not take my freedom. No, you will not take my future. Ukraine, Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. Never, Biden said to the Ukrainian people, giving him an applause. So Biden's just here to give his rah-rah uh, speech to the Ukraine people, try to give them some more hope, as he's basically still giving his allegiance over to the Ukrainian people, stating that he's going to give them weapons and all this type of stuff. So Biden was just there to look at the land, see the Destruction that has been going on for almost a whole year between the Ukrainian people and the Russian military. Hopefully, again, my prayers are out to both sets of people because people in Russia they don't want to deal with this war. They're not. They never were for this thing. People in the Ukraine they're damn sure weren't ready for this. They weren't asking for this. So hopefully, Putin can get this out of his head. He can stop this, and that Russian people that are in the military can go back to their families. And also the people that are in Ukraine, they can try to go back to their families and go back to their land that might still be there or might be in ashes right now and try to rebuild from what's there now. So again, my heart goes out to Ukrainian people and also the Russian people that don't want this. Because I say, and I'll say it again, Russian people that don't want this is all Putin. Now, going over here into the American homelands, uh, Ohio. Ohio is dealing with a lot of toxic waste due to the train derailment that happened on February the 3rd, where a train carrying toxic uh, chemicals happened to tip over and basically spill out toxic chemicals into Ohio. It got into their soil and got into their water. So you got people in Ohio right now that are not being able to bathe, being able to drink water, being able to just go out and fish for fish You've seen fish in their water dying in all this type of uh, crazy madness. And coming from NBC News, they will say the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, announced a sweeping enforcement action against Norfolk Southern on Tuesday, compelling the rail company to conduct and pay for cleanup actions associated with the February 3rd derailment of the train. The Norfolk Southern train derailment, has upended the lives of East Palestine families, and the EPA's order will ensure the company is held accountably for jeopardizing the health and safety of this community, said the Administrator Michael Reagan in remarks prepared for a news conference in East Palestine. Let me be clear, Northfolk Southern will pay for cleaning up the mess they created and for the trauma they inflicted on this community. If the company fails to complete any of the actions ordered by the EPA, the agency will immediately conduct the necessary work and then seek to compel Norfolk Southern to pay triple the cost. The cost will require the company to identify and clean contaminated soil and water, pay any EPA costs, including reimbursing the agency for cleaning services that it will offer to residents and businesses, and participate in public meetings at EPA's request, and post information online. The rail company already faces multiple class action suits from members of East Palestine community over the incident, which forced residents within roughly a mile radius to evacuate their homes. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, people that are within that uh close parameter of when the train tipped over and released those toxins, they had to move because the air quality was so polluted that people's skin started to basically itch some of their skin started to burn there was an interview that i saw on youtube where one of the local uh, news uh places over there they talked to a kid and the kid talked about how yeah how his family had to move away for a minute because um when they walk out and they went and saw the air or felt the air on their face um it started to burn so yeah You got to move these places out of this uh, area because you guys got to clean this up. And I don't know when this place will be ever to actually like be safe again, to be honest with you, because if you are carrying toxic waste on a train and it happens to tip over and it goes into the soil, into the water, you know, it's going to go into the air. So I don't I don't know how long these families are going to be technically going away from their homes. They might actually have to find somewhere else to live like permanently. And I don't wish that on anybody because certain people they have. Homes that are on the exact same land that have been passed down from generation to generation for years. And now because of a train like spilling out toxic, they have to move. They have to move away because it's for your own safety It's only it's for your own good. So hopefully they get to move to a place that has actually running water. They actually can use and they just get all this crap real situated. Now, it's not going to be a month. It's not going to be a year. It's going to be a good couple years before this whole situation gets like handled personally. Because let's be honest, toxic waste, you don't know how long it's going to be able to uh, stay in that water, stay around in that area, stay around in the air. Now, you might be able to take out a good, what, 80% of it out of the air, per se. But think about it. If you take 80% out of the air, so it's still going to be that 20%. And that company still going to get sued for the next what couple of years that company is going to get sued norfolk southern is going to be sued there's no way it's not going to happen within the next couple years because people are going to commonly and most definitely say that yo i've dealt with some issues because of the toxic waste i've had some burnings i've lost some limbs uh whatever the case may be because of toxic so for the residents that are moving and have to find new homes I hope they are paid a big lump sum of cash and going to have to be paid for for the next foreseeable future. Because there's no way you find a new home. Okay, now you got to get all the taxes stuff. You got to pay for this, pay for that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you got to pay for. You got to pay for moving expenses and all that stuff. But you get the drift here. These people are going to be dealing with this stuff for years to come. And hopefully, I hope they get a lot of money from North Fork Southern. I really do. Because this, I never get it. How do you carry toxic chemicals on a train? How do you do that? I don't know who decided that was a good idea. But just thinking about it, that that doesn't sound right at all. Why would you carry toxic waste on a train? People might say, why, Joe, why do people carry gas or flammable uh, material in a vehicle, and they always have the sign whenever you're driving, if you get too close, this vehicle is likely to combust because we have flammable uh, material on here or flammable fluid. If you happen to crash into it, basically a big explosion. And I get it. It's cost-cutting, or they trying to find a way to pass one thing to another. It just doesn't make sense why you would do a train. At least not for me. I probably got to talk to somebody that works in a train company, and they probably can explain it to me. But just right now, it doesn't make sense. So thoughts and prayers to everyone that's in Ohio that's dealing with this situation. And for people that have associates or family members that are in Ohio dealing with this, I hope that your people get a lot of money and they actually could just uh, find a way to one, take care of their health and then two, find somewhere that they actually are going to live for the rest of their lives. Now, with all those topics out of the way, this is the end of the episode. But before I get you guys truly out of here, I'm going to be playing you guys a record and it's going to be by PM Dawn set adrift on memory bliss and i just want to let you guys know that every wednesday i'm going to be playing a record as soon as the episode is done with because i like to want to experiment the Wednesday one is just basically an experimentation for me this is a experimental episode and I'm just going to be just having fun and letting loose and if you have recommendations for any songs that you might want me to play at the beginning of the pod or even at the end of it you can send me it at my Yahoo email which is my two cents pod at yahoo.com and also ladies and gentlemen please check on your loved ones please circle on anyone that you do care about because you do not want them to commit Uh, suicide or transition to the afterlife. Because ladies and gentlemen, a person that I communicated with this past week, they had someone that they talked to and they basically committed uh, self-transition this past week due to cyber bullying. And that's not a fun feeling. I wish my condolences out to them. And I wish my condolences out to my associate that I said, hey, I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. And I'm here for them. And i truly do mean that so again the national suicide hotline is in the email this des- well not email description the episode description and call that number if you feel any type of way so again i love you all i thank you i truly do and this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again he is i and i am him i have been g2 this has been the midweek breakdown and ladies and gentlemen pm dawn set adrift on memory bliss Die.
1: after probably a long solitaire i can remember when i caught up with a pastime intimate friend she said but you're probably gonna say i look lovely but you probably don't think nothing of me she was right though i can't lie she's just one of those corners of my mind and i just put it right back with the rest that's the way it goes i me, you see me from a careless man, a neutron dance for a neutron fan, marionette strings are dangerous things, a thought of all the trouble they bring, an eye for an eye, a spy for a spy, rubber bands expand in a. Maybe you send me out.